That's right, they're playing video games for money. And I'm definitely not gonna let uh, Mass Effect in my house. The level of violence on video games. It might be hazardous to physical and mental health. Pokemon world is a world of the demonic. Then there's the argument that video games can be art. They're a world phenomenon. Hello, welcome to Hit Point Pals, where we gather once a week to talk about the games we're playing and dive into some of the big picture ideas going on in the gaming and pop culture world. I'm Travis Lean. With me today, we have Rebecca Markley. Hello, friends. Caleb Warwick. Hello. And joining us again is Amy Rutherford. Hello, I came back. Yeah, Amy, you haven't been here in forever. What have you been up to? Um, a lot. Um, mostly overworking myself in general. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, so I've been streaming. I made affiliate recently, about a month ago. Um, so I've been really getting into that as it, you know, it just it feels a lot better. Not because, like, you know, I can make money off of it now, but because I've built a community and it's showing, um, which is super great. And that, along with, I got... Um, hired to freelance write articles about like Twitch and streaming. I've only done one so far, um, but that's a good time as well as just like a full-time job, general pet care. I went on vacation for two weeks and like got engaged. So now there's like wedding planning to think about. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Congratulations. So, thanks. Yeah, so just a lot going on. Um, but I'm happy to to be back. Um, and who knows when I'll be back on, but I'll do my best to come in every once in a while-ish. Tell us about Twitch. Tell us about the, the, the community. So I think that the most important thing that I could tell anyone about my Twitch community is that one time I was streaming and this one girl co comes into my chat and her handle is call me Ames. And I'm like, wait, is your name Amy? And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, my name's Amy. And she's like, well, you have pink hair and I have pink hair. And I was like, what? Turns out we're both 23 and have very similar glasses and we both stream The Sims 4. And I was like, hmm, I think we're twins. You're so I found my long lost twin. She's on the other side of the country from me, but I found her. Well, she found me. Um, and I've also just in general built a community of friends. I finally have like a discord server that's like up and running and it like seems to like actually stay generally active. Things are going pretty well. Other than the fact that I definitely need like a couple more like pretty like generally active mods. Um, just cause I have like one main mod that's like super active, but heck yeah. Um, I still need to post the link to the application on my um, tweeter, but cool. Yeah. Uh, what is what has everyone else been up to? Anyone have any exciting news? Anyone else get engaged? I got into a car accident on Monday. Oh no! Oh, in my brand new car that I just bought in March. So that's oh, no. really really disappointing. Um, it's disappointing. Still, like, figuring out who's at fault, even though I'm pretty sure it's going to be the other person because they were reversing into me. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, then yeah. you should. So, and also my car wasn't drivable either. So, like, I'm in this, like, terrible, terrible, terrible rental. And it, like, makes me so angry every single time I have to get into it. 
Oh, <laughs> like I just, I just get so mad. <laughs> like feel like full of spite and hatred and. I'm yelling at all the drivers on the road, and I'm also yelling at people in call centers because every single time I have to deal with the insurance company, it's like a huge disaster. But at least I get to like get massages paid for by the insurance oh, company. So, you know, that's oh, nice. What? I get to, you know, milk the personal protection plan. Weird. Is that what it is? It's, it's like PIP. And it's like what? for like injuries related to the car accident. Then why not take it? They send you to Cabo. Why not not yeah. take it? Yeah. So yeah. that's what I guess. That's like the one silver lining. The thing that I can be less angry about. Well, shit, I would yeah, too. It's well. like massages are expensive, and you're they like, are. Hmm, I need to get a massage so fucking bad. My back is. I've so never had a professional massage. You, you will feel like amazing when you're done. It's like it's like you're a new person, Travis. It's like you're a new person. <laughs> you come out Have just you feeling ever had rejuvenated. Any, like chiropractic work done? No. No. My back is just a back. It's just <laughs> <laughs> It's at a 90 degree angle. <laughs> I don't know. I really hate driving. Yeah. Like it's I just dread that. 10 minutes to work and 10 minutes back from work every day, even though it's only 10 minutes. I just hate it. Every drive, yeah. there's always some dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, exactly. I, it, I, oh man, I feel that. So I, I drive to work basically. I commute like 30 minutes every day. Ooh. And it's just always like, oh, road rage podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Dude. gosh. I, hate, I just hate that, like, the the world and all of our cities are built around the car. Yeah. And then yeah. we have to use the car and there's really no other other option. Well, right once we get our self-driving cars and they start replacing all the cars, then we don't have to worry about traffic ever. It's like its own set of problems though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just wish that there was better public transportation than mm-hmm. it was all free. It was all just utilities. Mm-hmm. Much like I wish that like tow companies were utilities like they lost my car for like 48 hours like what what how do they how do you lose, lose a car? it well they didn't lose it actually it was just in the lot but like people didn't know exactly where in like the in the communications between like the auto body shop and my car insurance and the tow yard and the person who was dispatching the tow truck so there were like four people we're all trying to keep track of the car, and then none of them actually knew where it was. They're just yikes. all really stupid. <laughs> just, what car? Lose it. You said you're looking for a car. I'm sorry, we sell toes. We're a tow company. <laughs> That's literally the first thing I thought when you said tow truck or like tow company. I don't know why. Like we're literally having a conversation about cars, and you're like, "Yeah, I wish they had better tow companies." I was like, "Wait." Wh- what? Do you, are, are you, you looking for like a, a larger foot toe or like a, <laughs> on the smaller? Like, is it a or narrow a foot? Oh no, it's like for? human body parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, no. Seriously though, I like noticed an increasingly like um like an intense decrease in my stress levels when I went from my part time job that I drove ten minutes to work for and only worked for like six and a half hours from like 
and then moving into my full-time job where I take the bus into work because I don't have to deal with people driving anymore. (laughs) And it's so nice. Like I don't have to get in my car. I don't have to start it and like wait for it to defrost in the winter or like burn (laughs) my legs on the seat in the summer because it's also leather seating. Um, So it's, it's definitely like a blessing that I can take the bus and it takes like 12 minutes to get into work and it's so nice. But I still have to pay like $60 a month for the bus pass. So that's a good time. That's why it needs to be I mean, fairly really comparable to like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, yeah, no, you have a point. I was just saying it's that's comparable to like putting gas in a car, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I don't have to pay to park downtown any at all. So that's also money being saved. So I had a lot of fun yesterday. I sat in my car in a parking lot outside my apartment complex for several hours um, because the police were there responding to some sort of situation. Um, cops are fucking stupid, man. <laughs> I don't know what else oh, to no. say. There was a there was a like a barricade situation oh. in my complex. Oh, there was a guy who had made threats, and so mm-hmm. on my way home, I got passed by like. 50 cop cars and like 20 SWAT trucks (laughs) and there was a news chopper and police choppers Mm. and everything and like me and my neighbors just kind of sat in this parking lot because the whole street was shut down um oh god took forever I eventually went back to work and just hung out and did some work (laughs) and played the xbox in the uh in the lounge and then and then eventually they had resolved the situation and so like got back at like 11 30 ish at oh my night gosh. and we were letting Actually, people back in but that is intense we've all had like very intense weeks sounds like it just didn't seem like it was that big a deal it just <laughs> see i i just i always feel like the cops will take any opportunity they can to wheel out all of their fancy toys oh yeah so that they can for sure you know, for sure like a, just kind of rationalize a all rocket them launcher and all of the millions and billions of dollars of <laughs> of tax dollars that go into these things I mean, and then at least they're trying to use it and they're not like oh yeah it's just collecting dust in the basement like we like don't want to use it though kids. that'd be funny if you found out that he like had like a, a can of beans as a threat and like oh, all of these I don't police know cards what the guy was doing i don't really care what the guy was doing but i mean they had brought out like robots <laughs> and like what? riot squads oh, wow. and... it's like terminator and they were I was like, thinking better. They, they were like pulling people Drama. over the over the fence to get them out of the complex, and it was like there was some guy who like wouldn't come out of his apartment. That that mm-hmm. was that was the supposed threat. So like, oh, because I, like, he wouldn't come know. out of his apartment, they had to like bring yeah. in. Oh my goodness, they had to bring right. in police choppers. Like, yeah, I mean, this is how you know that like the cops are not there to help you. They're just kind of out there to have fun with their toys. Yeah, like <laughs> let's inconvenience this entire apartment complex full mm-hmm. of people. They're they're not there for the welfare of the people. They're there to go out and do their like big boy action mission, and get the job done or whatever. And then everyone on the news can say, "Hey, the cops got this thing done, and there was no incident." It's like fuck off. There, <laughs> there was a you like. What, what about like old people? What about like people who have like medication that they need to take? What about like people who have kids and people who had to like get out and didn't have a car like I did? Mm-hmm. I sat I sat in my air conditioned car for a while, so. Um, but not everyone had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it was over 100 degrees. So. Like, did the guy have, like, a kidnapped child? No. Or something? I, I like, don't know. 
Because that's like a good reason for like bringing in a, a SWAT team to get a guy. No, but, the, out but, or but they'll, they'll jump on they'll jump on anything. Someone will call the police and say, "Yo, I've got spaghetti," and they'll send out the SWAT <laughs> team just because that's what. Okay, they do. to be fair, I would bring a SWAT team to get somebody's spaghetti because spaghetti <laughs> is really fucking good. Like, I really like spaghetti. <laughs> But you know, I mean, not everyone spaghetti would is that, good, so. but I don't know if it's SWAT team good. <laughs> My opinion of spaghetti has like I liked it when I was a kid, but now the thought of spaghetti is just like I don't want that. I don't want a bunch of wet noodles. <laughs> I only like spaghetti if it's just like if it's perfect and not like just generic sauce. It has to just be, you know, like I don't homemade. know. I, it's just your taste buds change over the years and like what might have tasted good when you were little as with spaghetti does not <laughs> taste the same now. And it's just I'm learning that the hard way. Like all these foods that I loved, just hate them now. Just hate sweet stuff. I hate uh, I used to l hate tomatoes, but now I love them. And it's just like it's just weird stuff's happening. That's fair. That's puberty, how I finally. feel about mushrooms. I hated them yeah, exactly. up until like a few months yeah. ago, and now I'm just like, I love mushrooms. Don't know what happened. But They're good it, now. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> when you're cooking and you're like trying out new foods and it just, it's, they're starting to like add different textures and flavors and stuff to the food you're eating. and Like avocados. I, I put that shit in everything now. I love avocados, avocados so much. They're just like, oh, they're so good for you and good in general. It's like. But they're uh, also welcome really to the food expensive. podcast. Avocados are classist. <laughs> yeah, they're classist. <laughs> Rebecca, why are you interested in rituals on Twitter? I was interested in rituals because I found it like interesting to have like everybody sort of like participating in like the same sort of action, mm -hmm. more or less at the same time. I was it originally came to me when I was like thinking about fast food or like fast food restaurants and like franchises and how like you go to a McDonald's and it's the same and you walk up to the counter and they take your order and like it's the same recipe and the people in the back are you know flipping burgers the same exact way and I was instead of just like thinking about them as like oh cookie cutters it, it's it sucks because it's all the same kind of like looking into the sameness and being like well if we like look to the sameness and like derive meaning from that like what does that say about like the larger kind of like action or the collective action of all of us going to mcdonald's so when i was thinking about like gameplay um like everybody you know playing the same exact games but we all do it a little bit differently and we all kind of like derive different kinds of meaning from the games that we're playing and why we play them and like quite literally like how we sit in our rooms and play them um and so I just kind of wanted to hear about how, you know, a singular experience can be looked at collectively. I think so when, when I get home, you know, I want to sit down and relax, um, especially when I was younger. Um, gaming is always like the thing that I would go to like after school or stuff like that. And I would always have this like little ritual. So um, I would like draw my pentagram. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I would... <laughs> <laughs> I I would um yeah get in my seat and then you know I'd pop on my Xbox and see all my friends that are also online and just get comfy get so get a snack or something and just um we'd all pop in the party chat like at the same time every time talk talk some trash 
say what's up, and then um, get warmed up and start playing some multiplayer games and stuff. Um, it's just a consistent thing that always happened that I didn't really think about, and I would what do always you mean like when you say get warmed up, uh, get warmed up like uh, you know practice match or something like that. Like when I would play Rainbow Six a lot, um, I would always jump into it's. It's like a PVE. It's called Terrace Hunt, and you would just jump into a game with like a bunch of other NPCs and just practice your aim or something like that. Oh, okay. Like before you, you go into a multi the, the uh, practice range in Overwatch before yeah you yeah go out and blow your competitive matches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, um, we would always do stuff like that, and I would always like start to notice these like weird things. Well, not always, but like occasionally would notice these weird things that I would do consistently. Um, like within like, the game? No, not even within the game. Just like um, before I start playing a game. Like I do different things um, compared to multiplayer games and single player games. Like single player, I'm just I'm just going to get comfy and play by myself um, when I'm not streaming. And then multiplayer games, um, I got to brew my coffee, you know, I got to get ready and socialize because, you know, it's a social game. That's what it is. Yeah, I always have my coffee, always in multiplayer games and especially jumping into a Discord chat or back in the day with like Halo and the Xbox Live chats and stuff. Yeah, like what sort of what sort of meaning did you get out of like what sort of like what it, what it, what did the ritual of like having a practice match like give you? Like what did it fulfill in you? It gave you? a skill advantage. It means that we warmed up and that we're gonna, never going to lose. Yeah. That, basically. But then we lose and be like, what the hell? Like we didn't practice enough, so go back into a terrace. <laughs> With my glasses too. I had really shitty glasses. I had the same glasses for like 6 years and like that would always affect me, so I'd always like blaming on my glasses and I finally got new glasses and it's like okay now it's just if if I like do bad in the practice or if I do the practice and then I still do bad then it's not the glasses it's unfortunately me so um but it gives you something to blame yeah exactly I didn't practice enough or maybe I practiced too much and I got all of my good skill out while I was practicing so there you go pat on the back but it all it all comes back down to like how focused you are and like with Rainbow Six specifically, I get a lot of anxiety when I play that game specifically because it's a very anxiety driven game. Sometimes I just don't think about it and I'll just play, and sometimes I will think about it. My heart stop beating, my um, my stress levels, my everything will go crazy, and then I'll you know clutch it or I won't clutch. It. I'll just you know poop the bed basically. I don't really do much with single player games, but um, with multiplayer games, I have to do stuff because I'm getting ready to play with other people. I have to be able to socialize. I have to be able to perform well, um, stuff like that. So I guess more on the leaning of the multiplayer games. Interesting. Cause like, I feel like I'm a very like person who's like routine based. Like I like my routine each day. Um, and mm -hmm. if I like stray from my routine, I get, really bad anxiety um but oh, when yeah. it comes to gaming like the only thing i can think of is like i make sure i have water ready but that's just like a general thing for me now where i'm like because i had to start forcing myself to hydrate because i used to hate water um and so i just never drank water 
um, like ever. And that's kind of not a good thing. But now I'm like forcing myself to drink water. So like, I'll make sure that like I have a cup next to me full of water. Other than that, I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. Like, unless I'm like setting up a stream, then I'll make sure everything's set up for the stream itself and like make sure that like, you know, I post my link places to when I'm live, yada, yada. But other than that, like if I'm just going to play a game by myself, like I just open up my laptop and turn it on so it's like interesting to hear about like rituals and stuff because like I can't really think of any for myself which is weird because I'm so routine based there I have a lot of rituals when it comes to setting up for like D&D games because you know we have to like rearrange the living room so everyone can sit around the coffee table bring in like extra Mm -hmm. extra chairs like move the the side tables around um and Generally, like, if it's hot, we'll, like, bring the AC downstairs. So, like, there's a lot of, like, prep that kind of goes into it. Just sort of, like, getting the spray- the space ready. Um, but, like, there aren't any things that we do that are just like, oh, we have to do it this way. It's just kind of like, we can't- we have to do it this way or else something, like, bad will happen. It's all just kind of like, we just like, need to set up the space. But we do get a little bit, like, superstitious when it comes to, like, treating your dice. Like, everyone will just, like, do a couple of, like, dice rolls to make sure, like, the bad juju gets out and you're only rolling, you know, 20s all the time. Um, <laughs> and, you know, when you roll, like, a bad- if, when you roll, like, a one or, like, a low number, you'll, you know, keep rolling until you get a high number again and then you're like okay great my dice is working again and then i think it's because there's like much more like obvious chance involved in D because you're like quite literally rolling dice like right there on the table it's not just kind of like mechanics like built into the game mm-hmm. um and like statistics are just like you can kind of like guess about how many like natural 20s will happen in in any sort of like game because we do a lot of rolling um, or like however long combat is going for. I think because it, it is more obviously chance based, we're like, oh, you know, like that. that's when, you know, you like blow on the dice and like make sure that you, you have proper rolling technique. And I just think that that's quite funny um, because like so many of the people that I play with are like not religious at all, you know, and like they don't even mm-hmm. kind of you know, they laugh about astrology. They laugh about tarot. They laugh about, you know, just like going to church. But when it comes to making the dice work right, you know, we have all of like <laughs> our rules that must be followed and like the preferences of like how we like to roll the dice. And when it comes to like me playing just video games, I generally always just like sit in my bed with like my lap desk um, because it's comfortable. And I always make sure I have snacks. And I will always get upset if I, like, forget to, like, have the snacks ready and I have to, like, pause the game and, like, go back downstairs. And it's just like, why didn't I do this before? So it's all kind of, like, you know, like, life betterment kind of rituals as opposed to, like, Mm -hmm. I am getting meaning from... (laughs) I'm gonna, like, you know, impact the outcome of this sort of, like, situation that I cannot control with my various rituals, but I think it's still kind of, like, important to my kind of, like, gameplay and, like, how I enjoy to um, spend my time. And that's still, I think, worthwhile to think about. I don't really have any big rituals. I just make sure that the lights are out, and I usually pour myself a glass of Coke Zero with ice just so that I have it 
Well, I also drink it. I didn't mean to make it sound like it just sat there. <laughs> That'd be funny if it just sat there, though. What happens when you don't have your, your Coke Zero with ice? Uh, I just kind of get sweaty. <laughs> a portal to another dimension opens up, and it's just an alternate Travis saying, Help me. Help me. Or usually I have a Coke Zero. Some, if I don't, then it's it's usually fine. Maybe I'm just not superstitious. I don't know. Do you think that rituals sort of like lend themselves to like superstition? I think so. When I think about rituals, I usually think about like people who dance around a fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Very like midsummer. I, oh, I haven't seen midsummer. Neither have I. Neither have I. Me neither. I really I want to. More of a, oh, okay. I was thinking of the witch. If you've seen oh, the witch. Yes. Um, oh, yes. But anyway. That movie. I hated it. <laughs> Me anyway, too. When we're, talking about, when we're talking about rituals, is it kind of like, because some of these things to me sound more like, like a routine. Like I have a, like a morning routine, right? Mm-hmm. Where you l- just like do the normal things that you need to do before you leave the house. So you're not like a disheveled mess. But what, where, where can we draw the line between ritual and um, routine though? I think yeah. when it's mindless or sort of like something that you just do, that's more of like a routine. But I think a ritual is like when you can gain some sort of meaning from the various actions that you were doing. Like if it's important for something else. Um, but I feel like if you like if you don't do something that's part of your routine, then mm-hmm. that same thing you could feel like you've lost something if you haven't done part of your routine as well too. But that's where adding, I'm like. I guess is the routine adding to like this like larger kind of like self actualization? You know, like this sort of like larger meaning mm-hmm. that you are kind of like gleaning from this behavior. Like for example, what I mean is like. Um, routine, uh, what I consider routine, going to the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can, you could almost consider that like a ritual because like you're, you know, gaining something from it. You're gaining um, health benefits. You're gaining potential, you know, weight loss and all this stuff too. And if you miss part of your routine or part of that, um, you could definitely lose a lot and, or to yourself anyways. And um, like when I go to the gym, I feel like I gain a lot when I get my workout done. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I've, you know, completely just like really good about my whole day. I want to have it done. I feel good physically and stuff like that. And I can, I almost can consider or personally consider that like a ritual, but like um, to a lot of people, it's just a routine, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's just, you know, going to the gym. And I think. But, that I mean, yeah, I think going to the gym can be a routine, but I think it can also mm-hmm. be a ritual in that, like, you sort of like it, be, like going to the gym becomes something more than just the sum of some of its parts, right? So, like, yeah. it becomes something like more. It's more than just like going to the gym and getting the health benefits, losing weight, seeing your friends. Like, it becomes something that's like more personal. It requires mm-hmm. like more. I guess it requires you to pay attention more, like more mindfulness, more like care, um, because it become it's sort of like made special in a ritual. Because like I feel like everyone can just like dance around a fire, listening to music and having a good time. But whether it becomes like an actual ritual where you're like summoning the devil or something like that, then I think it you know 
You could be literally doing the same <laughs> yeah. exact things, but like if you are not sort of like participating in it as a ritual, like you're not making it mm-hmm. special, making it mean something else, then I think that's where the line is. Yeah. And so I guess it does answer I know, my I know question. people with like, yeah. That, I know people with like gym rituals too, where like, you know, um, you get your pre workout and you do some sort of weird warm up <laughs> before <laughs> it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like there's there's ritual within routine as well. That's what I'm like you could almost consider what I in like within like the Rainbow Six um starting warming up with Terrace Hunt, you could almost just consider that routine too, because it's like you're just warming up and I mean that is essentially gonna give you a benefit rather than just jumping into a game, but it's not something weird like um pressing the escape button specifically 16 times before you start the game you know mm-hmm. rebecca you also mentioned like restaurants and like the the way there's a lot of repetition in mm-hmm. sort of the ubiquitous like uh, american fast food chains and all that and i was thinking about how like when i lived in like tri-cities me and friends would generally like after we would see a movie we would just go to sherry's because it was usually very late and sherry's is always open sherry's doesn't have very good food but (laughs) it was it was always a like a very uh lightly attended place where we weren't inconveniencing anyone if we stayed there for uh, like an hour or three to talk about movies very late into the night or to talk about the movie we just saw and order appetizers and and drinks and shakes over time and like for for with that there was just something i think about the familiarity of the of the restaurant of sherry's and like knowing that the atmosphere would be consistent and just wanting to have a place to go to socialize after the movie that was just kind of a big ritual of ours um related to like that sort of americana-esque mm-hmm locale-based ritual you were talking about yeah i was talking about denny's to another friend of mine um and i feel like her sort of interpretation of what i was saying was mostly like nostalgia based um or mm. like it was like coming home like denny's is always there for you but i felt like i guess i was more interested in kind of like the spiritual experience of like yeah, sure, Denny's is always open, but, like, Denny's is always open. Um, You know, like, it's always the same. You go, and it's so consistent, and, like, I feel like that speaks to, like, the larger kind of um, sort of, like, consumerism that has, like, replaced religion. Um, And so you can still go and, like, find sort of meaning in these very, like, I guess, secular kind kinds of spaces where you can like find community, you can find, um, I guess, comfort, you can find, I mean, I guess you can find meaning through like work, through community as well. But um, just kind of like opening up ritual to just like, it's not just, you know, going to mass and like the transubstantiation of the Eucharist, right? It it becomes something like a little bit more accessible to um, everybody, but without losing kind of like the same weight that is supposed to be there in mass, right? And I think just to like bring it back to to D&D and just sort of like our dice rituals, 
I feel like that's it's a very like sort of universal experience within people like people who play tabletop games with dice. It's like you, you know, you want to make sure that the dice are <laughs> they're working for you, you know, and like sometimes like you'll have dice that are behaving badly and you put them back into the into the box or into your bag and you take out a new set of dice. Um, and like you always have your favorite ones that you, I guess, perceive to be better than others. And I think that that kind of gleaning more meaning from just like the mundaneness of of rolling a dice over and over again is kind of the same thing as going to mass. <laughs> it's interesting. Like as we talk about this more, I'm thinking of more and more things that I do as like a ritual, like on a regular basis. But when it comes to like gaming, like I'm still like not thinking of any like true rituals that I have. I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess like when I open a Sims game, like I will check the needs of all my Sims, but that's also just to like make sure they're not like dying um, because I get anxiety if their like needs go into like the yellow or the red or anything. Um, so I don't know if that like counts as a ritual, but like, I don't know, in my everyday life, like if I'm going to open like a soda can or a beer can or something like that, like I have to tap on the top because when I was like, you know, five or whatever. My sister taught me that if you did that, then it won't fizz when you open it. And I know that as long as like you haven't just shaken the drink, it should be fine. But still, like I can't like just open a can without like tapping on it first with my nails, which is super annoying to some people because they're like, that doesn't even do anything. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I have to do it. Otherwise I can't open the can. I don't know what to tell you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I have anxiety. No. Just let me do this. What about like streaming? Um, like, oh, do you yeah. have any sort of like, I guess like getting ready for like a performance, I think is where a lot of like rituals are like easily translated to. Cause like, I remember when I was on the dance team and like, we would have, we would have like our set kind of like, ritual before you know it would be like a warm-up and we would like practice stuff but i feel like we would always we'd like have our like handshakes we'd always say like we'd always like hold each other's hands and say merde which is like shit in french but it was like good luck in like stage speak you know like the we would do these things you know to like make our performance better even though like we obviously like that didn't that doesn't do anything but it, it can't it like brought us comfort made us feel better made us feel like we were going to do well um and so like i mean i know i guess it's not the same exact thing as streaming but when you are getting ready for a stream like are there things that you do to like make sure that you are exactly where you want to be and like doing what you want to do and like making sure like technology works and like doesn't you know mm -hmm. yeah crap i mean out on you i go through like just general prep that i think anyone would do before like starting something where they expect to be sitting in the same place for at least like an hour or two before taking a break which would be to like go to the bathroom and like I don't know just make sure your phone's on silent or something like that and then I get my light set up and my my microphone out and everything and I make sure everything's like in the right place on my desk and that like all the junk on my desk is at least like moved out of the way or if there's too much then I'll just like throw it off onto the floor or something just to make sure that like I have late. I'm That's me okay <laughs> I'm just shove, your, shove your stuff into the closet pretend like your room's <laughs> my clean my cat um, oh <laughs> I guess, like, making sure that, like, 
my workspace is like the way that I like it is probably the most like ritual type thing that I do because otherwise like I have a book on my desk right now it would stress me out to have this book on my desk even though like my desk is relatively clean enough that like I could set up all the stuff that I need to stream right now and it would be perfectly fine but like having the book on here I'm like well the book doesn't need to be there and it's like could get in the way it probably won't but it could so like i should move it to a shelf before i start streaming yeah so what i have to do every single time and this isn't to like for performance or anything like that um i set a timer for 10 minutes before each of my stream and that's not to set everything up that's so i can uh get in the mood with music and i just have to like jam out Get in a good mood, get in a social mood, get in a talkative mood um, while jamming out to my music that I'm also streaming out or output streaming through my 10 minute timer. Um, and that's like one of the biggest rituals aside from like making the perfect cup of coffee while streaming. <laughs> I've grown accustomed to it. And then like, yeah, it's it's definitely helped me, I think, personally, um, just jamming out and being caffeinated and the music part definitely is what I consider like the ritual. I mean, you don't really need to listen to music before you stream, but I have to, I mean, I have to listen to music every day. I mean, I, I am a musician, so I like, I just can't like not have anything music related near me for an entire day. That would never work. So it's like, I get to jam out. I get to, prepare everybody for the stream and jam out, have a good time. Uh, make sure my lights are all perfect. Make sure my room's clean. That's not really a ritual. That's just, uh, you know, not an eyesore for the viewers and stuff. <laughs> See like a pile of dishes behind me and stuff. No. Why don't we take a quick break then? And when we come back, we will close up our ritual conversation with a piece about a uh, on online church. Uh, formed over Discord and Twitch, so we'll be right back. We are back, and this week I read an article called The Discord is the Church, a place for gamers to worship. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes if people want to check it out. But uh, basically, it's just it's about a guy who's a a devout Christian, and he became inspired when he learned about Twitch and he saw streamers and how large their audiences were. Um, he kind of took it upon himself to make a, a, a very online church that kind of exists on Discord. Uh, it exists in his Twitch streams. He just kind of does all of the things that uh, like a normal sort of church leader type figure would do uh, in a physical church, but he does them over Twitch and over Discord. And I, it's just, it's a very, it's a very cool article. I think it's worth a read. Uh, we were talking about rituals and kind of tying that back into church and how church has a lot of rituals. Uh, meeting once a week. Uh, I believe this church meets on Saturdays. Honestly, I think that's super cool because personally. One thing that I like about gaming is that I get to sit at home and pretend that my life is different and not go out into the world um, mm -hmm. and see people and interact with people. Um, I'm more of an introvert. So I think that's really interesting because it brings together a community of people who 
want that ritual and want that community, but may not be able to actually access it in their everyday or in their physical life, I guess. And like, or may not want to access that in their physical life or don't have time to access that in their physical life, something like that. I think that's really interesting. I think that it's kind of silly. And I don't want to be dismissive of like people who do, you know, like want to go seek out like a, I guess like a digital space to, mm-hmm. you know, worship because like I, you know, like whatever works for you works for you. But I think it's funny that it's sort of like geared towards gamers as if, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm kind of like coming at this from like a, like a marketing perspective where like, you know, we have these sort of, you know, psychographics of people, you know, beyond just demographics of like what, who you are, your gender, your age, your race, et cetera. But like the things that you care about and the things that you're interested in and sort of like gamers being like a market that like churches need to go after, I think is not really silly. I think more absurd is, is a better, is a better word. Yeah, um, I think I know what you mean. I think like like gaming itself as a concept is silly. Uh, Twitch, mm-hmm. I think, is definitely very silly. Yeah, like it just it, there's like a it's just kind of funny. Um, and I, not in like a like a dismissive like these people are like weird, but like just kind of yeah. No, but yeah, I mean like in many ways like the 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 fact that that Ninja uh plays it plays a game for like millions of viewers that's a that's a very similar or sorry that's a very silly thing i think yeah yeah definitely and like everyone's sort of like tuning in um and just like i guess like drawing parallels between the two like it, i just think it's 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 very very amusing yeah i think it's interesting um not really something i've ever uh again like rebecca's point not to be dismissive of it but like i'm not like super into church um i'm not super into you know religion or anything like that but um for someone to be able to join a community similar to a church um but online with gamers i think that's a cool idea for them and their community and stuff and i I thought it was kind of interesting with like the whole Fortnite aspect of it how like um they would all have like you know pastor names or like religious names in their in the game and then kill someone and be say that little like uh god bless or jesus loves you or whatever um you all everyone needs a cool community they can be a part of or that's something that represents them and they can talk to other people about so you know why not sure yeah i think it also just kind of speaks to how twitch as a platform has like as a platform that kind of started for streaming games has really evolved into something that can uh, branch out into many like different tendrils of society and so i i know within the past year they did a sort of restructuring as far as the categories um Mm -hmm. that you can have your streams fall into but i'm i mean i know there's like there there are huge communities around like the the lifestyle section or the travel section or the like the just chatting and the people who just kind of hang out and talk to their viewers and then now we have a this guy who who uses twitch to deliver sermons and has uh his friends or i I, it's been like a week since i read the article i was it like his wife or a friend or somebody who would do the music with him or like a friend of theirs um stuff that like i recognized from like because i was brought up catholic uh and went to a catholic church um and so those sort of rituals were very familiar to me and very kind of funny like you said rebecca to see in like an online 
like live stream space rather than in real life but also just like it's not surprising at all just the way technology emerges and the way things are uh digitized and moved to the internet in in lieu of physical spaces um i was complaining earlier about the fact that everything kind of is built to uh, accommodate cars and i just in some of the like speculative far future thinking i i do sometimes when like writing or thinking about world building i just like i i think of the possibility that like things could be like overwhelmingly digital in the far future and like physical spaces would be less of a thing since like information can travel so much faster in a digital space than in a physical space um also we're just going to kill the planet if we keep you know the cars so there's yeah. that as well yes <laughs> but yeah i mean definitely like the the rituals of uh of of church and seeing them on twitch just a, a really interesting uh evolution of of society i guess to see i don't think it's super like unexpected though because there are those like mm-hmm. tv channels that are just like you know religious the talk shows or something like that um and then like I grew up going to a Protestant church that was very like modern. Like they actually had somebody getting tattooed on stage during a sermon one time um, to try to be like, tattoos are okay if they have meaning kind of a thing. Like you don't have to demonize people for having tattoos for whatever reason that people do or whatever, which like was a cool idea. But like, I also have like a needle phobia thing. So I was like, "Mm, not a fan. Um, but anyway, but they like would also like live stream. They started live streaming their sermons. So that way you could watch along at home if you couldn't make it into church that week, um, which I thought was really interesting. And then I think they would also put like basically a VOD, like the video of the, of the stream or whatever on their website. It wasn't on Twitch per se, but it was on their website. So I think, like, things were already moving in that direction. And for it to come to Twitch, like, honestly, that doesn't really surprise me. I think it's kind of interesting, and especially to, like, talk about gamers, because I feel like gaming is one of those communities where certain demographics can feel ostracized. Um, You know, like, just being a female, like, there's obviously been a lot of stereotypes, and there's been um a lot of issues with females playing more quote-unquote male-oriented games you know like back in the day girls getting on call of duty and all the guys are like oh it's a girl like oh whoa or whatever you say back in the day but i regularly see videos on twitter (laughs) okay yeah yeah. so (laughs) but yeah but for sure and like so it's it's interesting because i can also see like like i don't think i've seen it personally but i could see religious people getting a little bit ostracized from the gaming community because it's like how can you play a game like fortnite where you're literally killing people if you're like this religious like not saying i believe that thought process but like i think it's interesting that it kind of empowers them in a way to i don't know just come together and be like it's okay to play games where we kill people and still be religious. Like, that's okay. 
Um, and that's that's something good, great for them. But yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I I think it, it it would I guess it would have to depend on like the way you interpret mm-hmm. uh, killing someone in a game or taking their HP down to zero and having them taken out of the game. The the way that like kids play and interact and stuff, I I feel like is very evocative of the way that a, a lot of video games portray like Fortnite is just kind of a it, it like it's very clearly a game it's very round based it's you get knocked out or killed or whatever and you're out of the game and then you go into the next thing it's 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 a very different version of killing in my opinion than like say a single player experience where you are de- you are definitely going through a story and killing people along the way right like i know that there there are a great number of people who are like uncomfortable with the idea that your characters in Fortnite like have and shoot guns like despite the fact that Fortnite I I I think like in my dumb opinion is like a, a very childish and cartoony game that like there's no need to put that sort of serious spin on it whatsoever but I again I guess it just comes down to the way that you see things and interpret them and how strict or crazy you are about raising your children the only like popular game that I could think of that kind of has like um religious um crit- critiques is like Halo um just because like it has a multiplayer platform and it also you know the religious aliens the zealots the all that stuff but um that'd be interesting to see if like any like popular game or games become popular that have like kind of a multiplayer community well I, I see I I think another another aspect of the the Discord church is that like it it is geared towards gamers and um uh, like across the board in video games religion is usually never a, a concept really or like when religion is included in a game it's usually in the form of like a cult right like there's a crazy cult or something that you're up against um i like i don't i can't think of any examples where you see like a positive really or or neutral uh, portrayal of religion in in a game is skyrim um, that negative with its like deities because i know like there's yeah, some that yeah, are I mean, not like, great but there are a lot of like fantastical representations of religion but they never really go into like like beliefs and spirituality all that much like skyrim's religions are based upon like things that happened in the world right like the like the deities in skyrim all did exist Whereas, like, religion yeah. in real life is very much uh, up to interpretation, whether or not s- s- figures like Jesus existed, depending on what you believe. And, I guess one like, that I could think of. religions don't, like, they, they never appear in games. And I saw someone write an article about that this week that I was just thinking about that. I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing. Um, I'll see if I can track that down. Well, I think, uh, wouldn't God of War fall under that? Or just, is, would that be considered mythology? Definitely mythology, right? Yeah. Greek mythology. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that that is an interesting um Skyrim. I think the only the closest one to like um not something within the world, but like what the people within the game believe is like <laughs> that that I could think of actually is Dead Space. Um Well, that's what I was saying, is like when religion does appear, it's usually like a creepy cult. Yeah, that's true. Like Outlast, that's one. Um, I mean, I can name like a dozen, probably. Do you guys think that in a lot of ways, video games are kind of a, a like a, a form of religion? Because everyone sort of shares these experiences and gathers in communities around them. 
Um, I, I, don't really I, I pray know. to my I pray <laughs> to my shrine of Gabe Newell every night. Right. I, have, See, I don't really I like know candles what around qualifies it. something as a religion other than like government tax breaks. But um, <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing really does. You can literally make a religion out of anything as long as you have a following. I mean, the flying spaghetti monster church kind of proved that. Yeah, my but, my fiance found something that um, if you declare yourself and like go through like a year's worth of paperwork, pretty much to say that you're part of like this, like lesser known or lesser popular Nordic religion, then he could have a beard in the military. <laughs> and I guess this guy did it. He went through like a year's worth of of like paperwork and Why? everything to get. <laughs> And I don't know if he was doing it just to get a beard in the military or if because he was actually part of this Nordic religion. Oh, oh okay. I'm not I thought sure. He was just, I thought you were saying he was doing it out of just like Chris thinking would be it would doing be it. Cool to have a beard. <laughs> Chris would be doing it for that for that reason. Do they, do but he's make, not like, actually going to do it. <laughs> do they make like other religious exceptions for like facial hair? In as the far as I know, um, I haven't heard of any. But I'm also not well versed in the military, um, so not sure. Fair. I do I just know. think that's like super unfair to like you know like people who are Sikh, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Well, it's like it's interesting too because you're allowed to have a mustache as long as it's like it ends by like the mustache. corners of your mouth. So it it's also oh, oh. yeah. So it's actually closer to like. Never mind. So, yeah, it has to be, like, in line with the corners of your mouth, I think. And so it can't be, like, a, a full, like, mustache. It can't go down into, like, almost, you know, beard territory or whatever. But, like, you know, it's part of, like, their rules to for everyone to look uniform that, like, goes into a haircut. However, like, why is a mustache allowed? That's, like, something that I wonder. I did want to talk a little bit about, in the article... It talks about, like, the... I don't remember what the pastor's name was. Um, I think his name was Sousa. Sousa? Okay. That sounds right. Where he was sort of, like, reaching out to people who'd felt, like, ostracized from, like, other sort of, like, church environments. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for, like, the way they dressed or just, like, the, the things that they were interested in because I feel like video games can often be... Um, like I guess, like problematic in in general traditional like churchy spaces because I don't know maybe like idol worship or because they're violent and they deal with like mature themes that people don't want their like children exposed to, but um, so I, I felt like that was like an interesting sort of like I guess ministry that he was doing, and then come like adding to sort of like general like vloggers on youtube kind of you know like the whole like real talk where you're like looking right into the camera it makes it seem more personal even you know because you're in your bedroom probably or you're like you're by yourself like watching these sort of i guess church services um and sort of like you being able to interact with like other people but you're still kind of like by yourself so there's like some i don't know there's like both interesting um intimacy with like you and the person who you're watching on the tv screen and there's also an interesting like community where you're like still being able to talk with other people who have similar interests and all that kind of stuff so i feel like there's like, like a an interesting mix of like best of both worlds 
um, where you do have space, but you also are a part of a community, um, which I just thought was interesting. And I did kind of like want to elaborate on like, you know, like reaching out to people who feel ostracized, because like at the very bottom of the article, um, the uh, writer who wrote it was just talking about how this sort of like the God Squad Church group is still kind of, um, I guess, like homophobic and like still not entirely accepting. They take on the, you know, love, hate the sin. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> love the love the sinner hate the sin kind of mentality oh, yeah which yeah. is i think deeply deeply problematic um you have that i don't think that you're allowed i don't think it's you're capable of drawing a line if you're gonna hate one thing i don't think you're also allowed to still love the person as mm-hmm. well i just don't think that that's how like us humans can can be but um i don't know don't want to like try to point out hypocrisy because i don't think that's necessarily fair because that's not the point of this discussion but um i don't know just even in like the attempt to like make church spaces more inclusive like there's still kind of like exclusion happening which i thought was kind of disappointing i was just looking at that just now this is does this show up in the body of the article because i just see it in the comments yeah it's just in the comments okay this wasn't there when i had read it before so i'm glad you brought that up i did not even get to that part yeah because like there was like a screenshot of pastor Susie, which is the guy's name he like goes on about how like god created the universe and all this stuff and you know but every time we live outside of god's word we can never experience life to the fullest and I just think mm. that that's sort of like, it's a very kind of like hierarchical language, you know, like very like in-group and out-group. And like, if you're trying to like reach out to people who are feeling, you know, ostracized, then like, I think, you know, by this sort of like in-group, out-group language, you're kind of like defeating the whole point. But really? anyway, that's like a theological debate. And I don't want to have one of those right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the takeaway is that the, uh, neat and hip uh discord gamer church is still homophobic like a traditional church yes <laughs> definitely so there's upsides and downsides to it for sure yes. games hmm. games people been playing oh yeah i've been playing a lot of the sims 4 because my week has been terrible yes. And I want oh, to no. live, like, a perfect life in my little sim world, you know, where, like, nothing goes wrong and I have a lot of money. You haven't gotten in a car accident. And there are no cars to get into car accidents. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Don't play The Sims 3. Sims, Sims 3 had cars. Sims yes. 4, that's not a concept. No. Not yet. But people oh, feel no. like it might be coming. DLC cars? I don't know. The cars DLC. I'll, I'll quit playing if there's cars. <laughs> <laughs> I want full escapism and I want a perfect life. Yeah. yeah, I've also been playing a lot more Sims 4 since the last time I was on this podcast and um, basically rage quit all over Sims 4. Um, now that I have packs, because uh, I've been slowly buying packs, um, it's actually kind of fun because I can actually play the game without it lagging or crashing as much as it does in Sims 3. Um, so that's exciting. But I've also been playing a lot of Zoo Tycoon too again um which is really nice i was actually just playing it a little bit before we started this podcast tonight and i feel like it's like really like tedious but like in a very like relaxing and kind of like 
methodical way, especially because you can't speed up time. And so, like, if you're in debt after, like, paying, like, all of your employees' wages and, like, the upkeep on the buildings and everything, you just kind of, like, sit there and take care of the guests a little bit and make sure everyone's doing okay and, like, think about, you know, what you're going to add next to your zoo. And it's just so, like, wholesome and comfortable that I'm like, I like this. I just, I want to play Zoo Tycoon every day of my life right now. I used to put people in the lion den <laughs> and close it off when I was little. But yeah, I've actually also been getting really excited for Planet Zoo. Um, in fact, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, hmm, my birthday is the month before it comes out. Maybe if I just ask enough people that all I want for my birthday is the pre- uh, pre-order for Planet Zoo, then, you know, I'll be set to go for November. I will be a happy clam. How many of you played Planet Coaster? Oh, I need to. I heard that's really fun, actually. No, but I've heard it is great. Yeah, Planet Coaster is like the roller coaster tycoon successor, kind of in the same way. Yeah. Uh, IMO City Skylines is the SimCity successor. Um, I couldn't really get into Planet Coaster all that much because Wait. also I wasn't really ever into Roller Coaster Tycoon, which I know is a little bit blasphemous, but whatever. I just never got into it. I was the same um, way. Planet Planet Coaster, I I felt like it's really well put together though. Can you can you actually ride the rides in first person? Yeah. Okay, good. I just want to make sure because that was like, like that. the only reason I that like it. I liked some of it. <laughs> I just want to be VR? on a roller coaster. Nah. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Uh, I've been playing a lot of... Um, let's see, what have I been playing? Well, I've obviously been playing Dead Space 3 with you. Travis and I have been streaming Dead Space 3. <laughs> it's been a ride. Um, I've been playing a lot of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, where you take the role as an older um, main character in the Metal Gear series. And it is basically like playing a super over-the-top um, military-themed anime in the future. Yeah, I've been playing that, and then I also uh, started up uh, South Park the Stick of Truth recently, which is, um, if you are interested or like the South Park show or and its humor, um, it's very tight and true to the show, and also it's made by the creators of Fallout. It's a actually really good RPG, like legitimately a good RPG and you take the role of these kids that are playing this kind of like fantasy world in their backyard and in at the same time everything around them is just going to shit like usual in South Park and like real people are like taking this stick of truth seriously and then you could fart on people and it's it's pretty <laughs> awesome it's funny cuz like they they treat it like um Skyrim they treat the farts like Skyrim like shouts so you get like new farts that do different things <laughs> and they treat them like shouts and it's really funny actually. And like the, the quests in the game are like just like normal things you'd sometimes would do and also completely not normal things. Um, let's see. There was a part where I had to go into the basement of this um, bar owner to kill a bunch of rats <laughs> Um, that sounds like I, um, every episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> there was a part where I had to kill a bunch of meth uh, dealers that were in the back of this person's house. Um, and then I had to do a bunch of missions for Al Gore 
for setting up this device to capture man bear pig. Um, yeah, it's fucking so funny. If you like South Park, it's um, if you don't, you might not like it as much. But well, I was gonna um, say, as someone who has never really liked South Park, I think that game is really fun and funny. It's uh, like a really good deconstruction of the generic RPG. Yeah, and exactly. I, I never really liked South Park all that much. I like its humor never really clicked with me, but mm, it in makes video sense. game form and it being like very self-referential to other video games. Um, I just like I, I there was something about it that really clicked with me that the the TV show did not. So mm-hmm. yeah, and plus it's like it's a good RPG that I personally I think it is. Um, it actually has pretty good turn-based combat, and like personally, I love uh, Matt Stone Tree Parker and the stuff they do. If you guys don't know who they are, they also ma- they also made and wrote the play um, The Book of Mormon, um, and they made the movie um, Team America World Heroes, which is entirely of puppets. If you have no idea, sometimes it's really dumb. Sometimes it's super representative of our society, and it's just like. There's no in between of it. That's why I think it's so funny. It goes from poop jokes to like covering the entire election and stuff like that. So yeah, I've been having, I've already beaten the game before. I've played it before, but I'm just replaying it again so I can play the the fractured but whole the next the sequel game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just replaying it. So I'm sorry. Uh, was I should that have chose the j- fractured but yes whole or was it fractured yes. but whole. It's fractured butt hole. Oh yeah, and then also getting back into Monster Hunter World. That too. Yeah. So. I want to play more Monster fun. Hunter World, but I'm gonna be gone for a week. Yeah. So I'm just gonna be on my Switch. Oh yeah, I bought Garfield Cart. I bought it today. Garf. I am. <laughs> Why am I excited to play this game? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is it like Mario Kart but Garfield? No, it's Mario Kart for intellectuals. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, I have been playing a game called uh, Sky. It is a it is a mobile game, and it is like kind of. It feels like it's a follow up to uh, uh, Journey, which is the uh, the other game by that game company. Um, it's very similar in like style to Journey. Like it's 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 a very uh, fantastical. And like a minimalistic world where there's there's no talking or there's no dialogue or anything, so it's just a it's like a purely visual experience. Um, the difference between Journey and Sky is that like Sky is more of like a social experience. So you and Journey had this too, but in Sky you can see other people wandering around in the world with you. Um, only in in is this it, game, huh? Is it similar to like Dark Souls where you just like randomly see like people that are in the same yeah. area as you? Yeah, okay. except in Journey, um, they will like, you You could travel through whole areas together and you can do mm-hmm. very, very limited interaction. There's like in Journey, there's a button you can press to, your character can just do a little boop sound. Uh, you can press it longer to do like a longer boop. Um, and that's kind of how you, uh-huh. you would just go around like jumping and booping as you ran into people in Journey. And that same mechanic exists in in sky uh you're everyone in sky is just kind of like this little like 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 light children you're just like children of light and you fly around in the different areas um they've added some more robust social features like compared to journey so like for instance you can uh if you encounter someone you can 
uh, like one of the things that you have in this game is like a candle and you try to like keep it lit so that you can fly. <laughs> um, and huh. if you go up to other characters, you can like uh, recharge your candles on each other by like lighting candles and then you can uh, add them as a friend. You can follow them around. There's a very cute like hold hands interaction where like if if the person who like initiated the the holding hands gets accepted then they can kind of uh gu- guide both players at the same time and fly around through the areas together and do the little quests together again there's no like real direction or uh, like text to guide you it's just it's a very purely visual experience where you just kind of wander and try to figure out what to do there like there will be little cutscenes but they don't have dialogue either you're just kind of watching people do very expressive like spirits of people do very expressive things it seems like i couldn't tell you what's going on in this game it's just like it's a very uh like fun experience um very strange uh very up to interpretation i guess um sometimes i will sit at like the benches and kind of the resting areas and if someone sits on a bench with you uh your phone keyboard will come up and you can have like little conversations with them and i usually try to play into like the weirdness of the game and ask people like what do you think we are and they'll be like oh, i don't know <laughs> like why don't we have flesh and they're like oh i didn't think about that i would say such i would say so many dumb things i'm already starting to think of the things that i would say I, i'm trying i'm trying to like not be trolly or anything but i'm like trying to be like humorous and yeah like self-referential like there are shrines where you can kind of you can read other people's messages and usually they add like hints about the game and usually i just go up and i like i upvote everyone's stuff and then i add something like i really love kfc you guys <laughs> no that yeah that's what i was thinking of stuff that i would do <laughs> that reminds me of like when i was playing dark souls 2 um i just will always remember this like I was in this room and someone left a message in a corner. I was like, oh, I hit a room or something like that. And I go up to it and all it says is horse. And I'll Dark Souls like, is the best at like the social messages. It's but, so like funny. You, yeah, you can't like type anything in, but you can like combine words and phrases w- to create, you know, like um, an actual message for that's helpful <laughs> or can fuck you over. So it's yeah. like, I go to that corner and it says horse and I'm yeah, like Dark Souls hmm. has made me wish like more single player oriented games had sort of these social features baked in. I just think that, that would be very funny. Weren't required. Um, but yeah. yeah, and then so yeah, that is that is Sky. It's weird. Um it's weird to see like a game with this sort of like graphics fidelity on a mobile device. Like it it looks to me like something that would be very graphics intensive that you would need like a computer at the very least to run but it runs very well on a phone so um on an iphone xr at at least i can say um there's a really pretty motion blur that i think kind of helps with that i'm not sure and the way that clouds are rendered in this game is like very interesting to me i don't really know how to describe it it's like a combination of like like dithering and particle effects it is very strange. Yeah, that is Sky. And then the only other thing I've really been playing a lot of is uh, Tetris Effect, which just launched on PC. And so despite already owning it on PS4, I bought it on PC because I really wanted to experience the 
VR aspect of that. I was always jealous that it was PS4 VR only. Um, and I don't have a PS VR set because I'm not insane and I don't like wasting money on things <laughs> like the PS VR, which is not a thing worth buying. Um, yeah. But yeah, Tetris Effect in VR is very cool. It's it's very cool not in VR. It's like the it's the exception to that rule I was saying last week for like VR games uh that you can play in non-VR usually garbage. Uh Tetris Effect is just very good. It's like a year old at this point. So, I'm a little late to the game, but yeah, I went through every level. Yeah, it gave me a lot of anxiety sometimes, but I just I love how this game interprets sound and music. Just like it's it's just really fun to like get to the next level and see what theme the level is playing out and how it looks and sounds. And then in VR, it's just kind of a, a different experience where you have things that are like all around you as opposed to just kind of trying to digest them in two D. So both experiences are very fun and and interesting and very pleasing to the ears and eyes. It's just like if you want to relax, it is something you can throw on. You can do, like, meditative mode or whatever, so there's all sorts of uh, different options for you depending on what sort of mood you're in. I tried something called impossibly fast mode today, and I did not go very far. Because <laughs> it would basically, it would show you the piece and it would instantly drop down. So you had, like, a, oh, like no. a nanosecond to figure yeah. out where you're going to put this thing. <laughs> Sounds yeah, so impossibly like... fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I only, like, I only play Tetris 99 now. I just want to win, god damn Tetris it. experience, it's... Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's odd. It is funny well, how, like, like two different games that are based on the same fundamental framework can just be very different games. Tetris is like one of the all-time best-selling games. <laughs> I think recently Minecraft dethroned it. Actually, yeah. If you want a pleasing like auditory visual experience, just go on YouTube and watch some Tetris Effect gameplay. Um, you can't really go wrong with Tetris Effect. Like, there's nothing to not like about it. Interesting. I'll have to look into that and see see what's going on there. Unless you don't like Tetris. I do like Then that. you might not like it. Who doesn't like Tetris? I don't know that that's a personality trait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that there are people who go around going, hmm, I don't like Tetris. I feel like there is now. Now that you said that. Maybe, yep. you know, they're, they're doing it to be like contrarians. Right. There you go. The, the wannabe but, hipsters, they're like, mm, I don't play Tetris. Join us next week on Hit Point Pals when we talk about the anti-establishment of rejecting Tetris as a concept. <laughs> um, I guess it is very important that I should mention that I actually had a stressful experience in Zoo Tycoon the other day. Um, I had an earthquake and apparently it damages it damaged only like fences, like no guests or employees. Oh, you had an earthquake in game. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, that was okay. not explained well. Um, no, there was a, a couple weeks ago when I had an earthquake IRL while mm, we were recording, mm, so yeah. I was just trying to differentiate. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Um, yeah, like, nothing or no one got hurt, none of the animals got hurt, but it damaged all the fences, and so it was like, okay, if you fix all the fences, we'll give you $19,000. And I was like, bitchin', okay. So I, like, paused the Sounds game. Sounds like insurance fraud. <laughs> I like pause the game and I like fix all the animals fences and like there's still like people running around like they're freaking out like the challenge isn't like 
auto-completing itself like all the other challenges do when you finish them. And I'm like, what is going on? And I like literally go on this Zoo Tycoon Facebook group and I like look there and I like Google it and like nothing shows up on Google for like an earthquake in Zoo Tycoon 2. And I was like, what? What does nothing show up? That makes no sense. I also didn't look that hard. But anyway, um, and then... Like, it turns out that I had these, like, rope fences on, like, a walkway going over some, like, water that, like, was already there when I, like, started the zoo. It was just how the zoo was set up. And the rope, like, where it was, quote unquote, broken, like, the rope just, like, went straight down into the ground. But, like, the rope where it was not broken just... It like droops down. So it like looked the same. So I couldn't tell that it was broken and it took me forever to figure it out. And finally I did. And I was like, seriously? <laughs> so anyway, I got my $19,000. I wish I could get $19,000 for fixing fences. <laughs> I wish I could too, to be perfectly honest. That sounds like a good deal. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for us here on Hit Point Pals. Um, uh, oh, oh, uh, self-promo. I put this in here because... I always forget this part. Um, Amy, where can people find you on the internet? Um, the best place would probably be twitch.tv slash godisagirl. No punctuation, no fancy spelling there. And then Twitter, it is at godisagirl, no punctuation. Only fancy spelling is that the I and girl is a U because somebody else has the regular spelling username and they're not using it. And I'm sad. That's fucked up. I know. How dare they? Anyway, God is a girl. That's me. Find me on the interwebs. Cool. Caleb, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can follow me uh, twitch.tv forward slash shaded human. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter at twitch, I mean, twitter.com slash the meme. Yeah. Rebecca? Unless you want to follow Caleb. Where can Warwick. people find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on Instagram at zines and things, all one word. You can see all the fun stuff that I make. And um, if you want to purchase a zine, you can. That would make my day. Um, and then you can also find me on the twitter.com. And then my it's and it's at r underscore markily. Um, I'll let you figure out how to spell that because I don't want to do it. <laughs> That's fair. You can find me on the internet uh, on on Twitter at Adobo Time. You can find Hit Point Pals on the internet at hitpointpals.com. That's going to do it for us here for this episode today of Hit Point Pals. Fuck off. That's going to do it for us here today on Hit Point Pals. Uh, we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on Hit Point Pals. You can find all of our episodes on the web at hitpointpals.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash hitpointpals. Drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're enjoying our weekly chats, give us a shout out. Let your friends know. Hit Point Pals is a collaboration between me, Travis Lean, William Suit, Rebecca Markley, and Caleb Moore.
I'm just I'm I'm trying to buy some Switch games actually. This guy <laughs> I, I bought a well I am like those games are so expensive still. They're all sixty dollars and they've been out for like two years. And I just bought uh this the Xenoblade Chronicle two from this dude in Tri Cities for thirty bucks. And then I bought I'm buying another one tomorrow. It was Mario Mario Odyssey, which is not gonna be on sale anytime soon. And I bought it for thirty five. I'm buying it for thirty five bucks. So I'm like, nice. I, I'm getting two games for the price of one typical Switch game. So I'm like, fuck, I need to use this store way more. It's just a Facebook Marketplace. Oh heck yeah! It's it's like it's it's good if you're like you could still see their face and who they're friends with and stuff. So you know, you have that little bit of comfort at least. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, you can also report them. It's not like Craigslist, where it's like, mm, it could just yeah. be connected to anyone's, like, random email or whatever. Like, I mean, I guess you could still do that with Facebook, but there's, like, an extra level of, like, going into making a Facebook account and everything. But, I don't know. Yeah, I get mm -hmm. you, though. I feel the comfort. I'm like, okay, so I know who to look for. That's good. There's also people that sell stuff for crazy amounts of prices that are not worth it at all it's kind of that. funny actually True. like My looking used at to it text me to let me know that she had found couches on the facebook marketplace because she wanted me to buy a couch and i didn't because i didn't <laughs> think i was going to be in my apartment for very long and i wasn't really so that's funny i just never got a couch. i'm gonna buy you three couches yeah, I would just get dumb messages that were like, look at this couch. It's like, I don't want it. No way. Like, what about this couch? No, stop. This couch? Um, I actually just I... bought a new couch. Actually, it's not new. It belonged to somebody else. But we have a real couch now, and I'm just so happy. Becca, you right. never need to buy a brand new couch. I'll just say it wasn't that. new. It was It was. No, I'm just, I know. I'm, I'm just oh. saying, like, yeah. it's but... there's, no, there's no reason. It's just way too expensive. They are. This was still quite expensive, even though it was secondhand. But exactly, it's comfortable. It has arms. <laughs> wow, like life-changing. Absolutely life-changing. It life has hands. <laughs> it has fingernails. 